Hello, and welcome to the first official episode of PR and Lattes. I'm your host, Matisse Hamel-Nilas, and I am so excited to have you join me today. Make sure that you subscribe wherever you're listening to this to get notified each week when a new episode drops. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter by visiting our website, prnlattes.com. On the website, you'll find our podcast episodes, plus our amazing blogs with new ones being uploaded every Monday morning. And of course, make sure you're following us on Instagram at prnlattes and on LinkedIn. Okay, so now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, I am so excited about our first ever podcast guest, Avery Smith, a senior account manager at Kraft Public Relations. Having started her career in experiential marketing, it provided her with a solid foundational understanding of consumer behavior and insight into the unique challenges of capturing attention in a busy and cluttered world. When I chatted with Avery, we got to talking about her career path, all things craft public relations, and of course, the agency's incredible initiative, Creative for a Cause. So grab your latte, sit back and enjoy. <laughs> so Avery, you are the senior account manager for Craft PR. Could you tell me a little bit about your journey within the public relations field? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I will start off by saying um, I think I've had a pretty straightforward journey when it comes to my career. Um, but if we kind of want to start from the beginning, I mean, I went to Wilfrid Laurier um, for university and I studied communication studies. So I think like most people in university, I um, didn't really know what I wanted to do yet, but I knew that it would be um, in the communications field. Um, but to be honest, didn't really know much about PR in general. Um, but I did in between my third and fourth year um, intern at an experiential agency. So that was kind of my first taste of agency life. Um, and I loved it. So that was kind of a first um, foot in the door. I loved the fast paced environment of working at an agency, working with lots of different people and working with consumer brands. I um, primarily supported the Moosehead Breweries account. So I got to go to some really fun festivals to do sampling. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of a good um, start into um, working life. And then um, in 2018, I was doing some job searching like everyone. Um, and then I applied to Crafts um, internship position. And to my luck, I got the job. So, um, you know, while I had kind of a background in communication studies, um, and um, you know, had some internship experience, I really was like new to PR, didn't have a whole lot of knowledge. Um, I don't have the same kind of background that a lot of people today, you know, go to maybe Humber College and do that postgraduate um, PR certificate, you know, I didn't really have that under my belt. So it certainly was a learning curve in the beginning, like literally figuring out what a media list was, or the difference between long and short lead media, things like that. Um, but when I was hired at Kraft, it was a much smaller team than it is today. Um, so I was actually employee number eight, I believe wow. it was. Yeah. And so, you know, now we're over 30 people. So you can kind of see the growth um, that our agency has had there. But um, really, because it was such a small team, I had the opportunity to work um, really closely and hands on with some of the senior members of the team. And I'd say that's really what... Um, led me to my growth, you know, everything that I've kind of learned to date has been from them. So 
um, yeah, obviously had some promotions along the way. I'm now a, a senior account manager, as you mentioned. Um, and really for the most of my time here at Craft, I've had the pleasure of working um, on the Nintendo business, um, which I absolutely love because, um, you know, who doesn't uh, remember kind of growing up playing Mario Kart as a kid, right? So, um, yeah, I've had lots of great opportunities um, just working um, with that client, doing some really cool campaigns. And I'd say kind of today, my kind of expertise and focus is really in the influencer kind of relations space. So paid partnerships, whether it's like organic gifting opportunities, and then also coming from experiential background, um, really um, love when we can put on kind of influencer events or working closely with Nintendo's experiential team to do a bit more consumer events. So kind of all over, but um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had five years or so in the industry now and they've all been at craft. So I've loved my time at craft. Um, yeah. And now I, I get to do some internship hiring um, kind of leading the charge of that. So it's always kind of a full circle moment um, for me when I get to do those interviews and just kind of knowing that that's where I all started. That's fantastic. And I love yeah. that your journey is a bit different from the typical PR journey, if you will, mm -hmm. in that they've either done a postgraduate certificate, uh, postgraduate certificate or an advanced diploma at a college, exactly. but you're coming straight from university in a communications background. And we're really thrown in as an intern. Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, let's learn. Let's do this. And yeah. being number eight on the team and now seeing it to over 30 people, that, that's got to feel really good knowing that I'm in a good spot. Yeah. So that's fantastic. What was it that attracted you to craft PR in the first place when you were looking for a job or that inter initial internship? Yeah, I mean, honestly, my cousin actually was a client of crafts at a time. So she, um, you know, introduced me to craft, she kind of flipped me the job posting. And she just spoke so highly of um, Lisa, who is our president at craft, and really just the work that the team had done for the brand that she was working at. And I was honestly like, what the heck? Yeah, let's try out this PR thing. Um, and obviously, I've um, loved it ever since really um, just love kind of um, getting your hands dirty and doing something different every day, um, working with media and influencers and just seeing how the landscape has changed. It's um, definitely been a, a great experience. And I haven't really looked back. But um, so I think more importantly, when I think of like what has kept me here at craft, because I didn't know a whole lot about it when I first applied, to be completely honest. Um, but I think really, it's the people and the culture here at craft, I, I think I could go on and on. But one of crafts kind of core values is collaboration. And that's just really reflected in the culture here. Um, not only do the people that I work with are like close friends of mine now, and we just all get along, but, you know, as a team and as colleagues, um, we really support each other. You know, we share in each other's wins and work through challenges. And it's really all this kind of common goal of like succeeding as a team and, and not as individuals. And I think that really stems from, um, Lisa and like her leadership. So you know, she's so hands-on and, and she really puts our needs first and is beyond generous and determined to make craft like the best place to work. So whether it's our awesome benefits or unlimited, you know, vacation policies, flexible work hours, or, 
you know, even extravagant things like taking our whole team um, to Disney World, which we did last December. Yes. (laughs) I still can't get over that that's something that I did um, with my company, all 32 of us. Um, Yeah. So I think, yeah, I could go on and on about um, what has kept me here at Craft, but certainly, um, you know, all the things that you kind of see on the outside lens of what Craft is um, really resonates. here in craft as well. And I feel like it's safe to say that it's not just an internal pride, if you will, but external recognition. I know at the 2022 IABC Toronto Ovation Awards, mm-hmm. you folks cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember sitting there just like, yes, it's amazing because I followed the I followed craft PR for quite some time and just the amazing work that uh, you and the team do. And so it was really, really cool to see that recognition come forward. And I was like, that's fantastic. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So pivoting a little bit. So I also teach at Durham College. And um, as someone who works in the field, I know how difficult it can be for students to get that vital real world experience, right? Especially when you see a lot of these job applications say one to three years experience, and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, So students do tend to have internships. But what I thought was really, really cool was the fact that Craft PR hosts the Creative for a Cause event, a hackathon. Um, And you just hosted the second one, uh, second for the second year. Can you tell me more about how this initiative first came to be? Yeah, totally. Um, So to take it back even a step further, um, at Craft, we have a few um, different committees that we run internally. So our social channels, things like team activities, and then one of the newer ones actually is called Craft Gives Back. And so, um, you know, in the past, Craft has always Um, given back in different ways, whether that be monetary donations to charities or our efforts with our charitable partner, First Book Canada, which I can get to in a a little bit. But we really saw kind of an opportunity to give back um, in a more formal and structured way. So that's kind of how it started to come to life. Um, And then one of Kraft's core values is always to be cultivating curiosity. In fact, that's actually another one of our internal committees um, where they kind of plan activities to really keep the team always being curious. And so, you know, we really believe and think that there's no kind of skill more critical in our industry than being creative and curious. And so, um, you know, for example, we know that it kind of helps, um, you know, Uh, your problem solving skills or to be a competent leader, you know, Um, so all those kind of things revolving around creativity. And so um, what we saw is that there's just so much less of that in, you know, schooling these days, whether it's, um, you know, standardized tests or just like less free play, even starting at a young age, right? So I think, In order to make our giving strategy feel like it was um, craft, we really wanted to ensure that creativity was at the heart of what we did. And so then kind of after a lot of brainstorming, we sort of landed on our mission being um, to help today's youth really kind of unlock their creative potential. And so out of that, Creative for a Cause was born, which, you know, as you kind of said, is a 24-hour creativity hackathon style event as we kind of are terming it, where um, teams of participants are briefed on a communications challenge and really, you know, kind of put their creativity skills to the test in a world um, world setting where they kind of present back a, f- a full communications plan to a panel of judges 
um, all in support of a really great cause, um, which is First by Canada. When I was a student, I wish we had something like that. Because when I read the details of what was expected, I thought that was just fantastic. How often do students get the opportunity to pitch a client? Right, that's usually something you have to wait till you're actually at a place, and that exactly. Sort of thing. So that is fantastic. So you mentioned that um, the org- that you partnered with First Book Canada um, for this. What led you to that organization in particular? Yeah. Um, so First Book is an organization that has been very near and dear, I'd say, to our hearts for a while now. Um, they're our charitable partner, and we've been working with them for the past um, five or six years. Um, so we provide PR support um, for them pro bono. And if you're unfamiliar with um, the organization, they're a nonprofit kind of social enterprise that provides um, new books and educational resources to children in need. And really, as an organization, they uphold a lot of the same values as craft. And what we love most is that they also believe, you know, that providing books and providing education um, has the kind of power to change a child's life and really unleash their creativity. So empowering them to kind of do, you know, whatever Um, they put their mind to. So that's why they felt like such a perfect partner to us, just given that um, kind of unlocking creativity um, mission. And so um, we thought they were, yeah, a great partner to bring the hackathon to life. And then by participating, um, Craft um, gives a $5,000 donation to First Book to really help implement any of the ideas that are shared um, from the competition. Amazing. Yeah. As a student or somebody who's taking part to think that my actual idea is now going to come to life. Totally. That is huge. I'm very Mm -hmm. excited. And I'm sitting here and I didn't participate. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Um, Okay, so I know that it's a 24 hour hackathon. Um, In speaking to two of my students who did take part, they advised me the Friday is more of a debrief. And then you dive right on in for the 24 hours with the Saturday presentations. Can you sort of walk me through what that looks like from your perspective as the agency saying, this is what we're going to do. And then what you notice with the students and as they engaged with everything. Yeah, totally. So um, teams had to apply to participate. So obviously we started with kind of getting the word out there and we were really blown away just by the um, number of applications that we had. Um, and so six teams were then selected to participate and they ranged from teams of like two people to five people. Um, there was a limit of five per team. And so, yeah, we kicked things off on the Friday. It happened to also be St. Patrick's Day. So it was actually kind of fun. Some of the participants um, were wearing fun St. Patrick's Day outfits. Um, so it was it was good to see that the spirit there. Um, And yeah, so the Friday was kind of a virtual briefing. So um, we obviously in the lead up worked very closely with First Book Canada to put together um, the brief. And so that looked like a brief that, you know, any kind of client um, could give um, to an agency, which basically kind of outlined, you know, some background, of course, on First Book to ensure that they knew um, what it was. And then 
you know, um, the goal of basically what the challenge was, what they were trying to achieve, um, the target audience. And then we gave them a hypothetical um, budget to work within, which was 25000 in like hard costs. We, we didn't make them come up with agency fees because I think that would um, be a little bit challenging to do. Um, but yeah, it, it was an hour long briefing call and it was really great to, to meet the students there um, on Zoom. Yeah, and then it um, the challenge started at 1 p.m. and they had 24 hours um, to, to put together their plan. And we definitely heard that a lot of them, you know, stayed up late into the night. We were all asking on Saturday morning, you know, how late did you stay up? Some of them, I think the latest team was like 1 a.m. So um, yeah, and then I think um, something that was really valuable um, to the teams was that um, they were paired with a mentor um, from Craft. So um, three of our lovely other senior account managers were um, mentors to them. So um, they got two calls with their mentor, um, one on Friday kind of evening, where that one was a focused a little bit more on bouncing ideas off of um, the mentor, kind of figuring out if they're in the right direction. And then another call on Saturday morning, which it was um, hopefully when they had their kind of presentations um, somewhat ready and were just kind of practicing with them. So uh, we know that that was um, really helpful. And yeah, then on Saturday, they all actually came in person to our office at the East Room on the East End. Um, and it was just really special to like meet everybody in person. The energy was so high. We had a bit of a, an hour or so before presentations actually started so that, you know, we could just kind of mingle with each other. And honestly, um, hopefully it was a really great kind of networking opportunity for students as well, because actually a lot of them came from different programs, different schools. So um, yeah, it was just, you know, from us who had been putting in the hours of you know, um, outreach and prepping the briefs and doing the calls. Um, that was just a really rewarding moment to see everyone in person. And then um, each team had 20 minutes to do their presentation, which was in front of um, the panel of judges, which actually was myself, our president, Lisa, and then um, the executive um, director of First Bike Canada, and then the rest of the participants as well. So there was like a good 30 people um, that participants were presenting in front of. So we were actually really blown away by um, the skills that we saw. Um, and yeah, it was it was a tough one to deliberate, I will say. Um, so tough that we actually ended up um, making a runner up this year as well. So the winning team was awarded the grand prize of 5000 and then the runner-up 2500 and the other teams were all um, awarded the $500 honorarium. So yeah, it was just a really great um, experience to be a part of and um, can't wait to continue doing it in future years for sure. That sounds fantastic. Again, that experience for particularly students, especially those who are about to head out into the industry mm -hmm. to get that experience and not only present to, oh, it's just my classmates and my teacher, but like, no, these, this is the client. This is the agency. This is what you got to do. Yeah. That is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So you talked about it being a really tough year to choose. Can you give me some highlights from this year's hackathon? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, in terms of highlights, like, 
of course, as I mentioned, just kind of seeing everyone in person now that we didn't have to do it all virtual like we did last year. Um, really, like it was just so heartwarming to see everybody, um, kind of the next generation of, of PR kind of professionals. Um, and uh, yeah, it really, uh, we kind of kept saying that we felt like the, the industry was in good hands. We have some good ones coming up. Um, so that was just awesome. But um, I don't want to scoop too many of the ideas because actually, as um, I think you kind of said before, um, we'll, we'll hopefully implement, if not one, but two of the ideas um, that were shared. So first book was really blown away by some of them. Um, and actually want to like um, pursue sort of starting to execute. And, um, you know, we spoke to the students after saying, you know, if, if you um, want to sort of be a part of this in a way and, and kind of help bring it to life, um, um, that they could. So that was just really awesome. Um, yeah, but it was overall just like an amazing, an amazing day. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um- I love the fact that now students might potentially have their idea, their creativity uh, get implemented. That is something not many students get to say. So that is totally. huge. Oh, yeah. that's so amazing. <laughs> Do you think this is something, these types of hackathons should be something that more agencies and organizations do to provide that real world experience for those considering either entering the profession of PR or already studying it? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think like if agencies, you know, have the ability to do so, why not? Like we received so much positive feedback from participants, obviously, and, you know, the PR community in general. Um, Obviously, it does take a lot of investment on our end um, to do. But, you know, if if people have the bandwidth and the capacity to do so um, to everything that we've been saying so far, you know, it students just don't get these types of opportunities and even it's actually great like sometimes if you even are in an agency but you know it's a really big agency you you don't have the opportunity to present to a client like no intern or you know is usually sitting in some of those meetings and a lot of these students kind of got that opportunity so I think it only is for the benefit um Yeah, and I think like something that we've now sort of focused on a little bit more at Craft is especially important is sort of providing those opportunities for more um, diverse students or people of color to really get their foot in the door, I think is is, um, um, super important to give those opportunities to. You know, we've talked a lot about ways that we can try to make the PR industry a little bit more um, diverse because it certainly hasn't been in um, historically. And that's why I think we really tried our best to promote Creative for a Cause beyond maybe some of those traditional PR schools, actually. And, um, you know, applicants actually really didn't even need to be enrolled in any sort of schooling. They could also just be interested in PR. Um, and so I think that um, is another kind of um, mandate that needs to happen now. Um, but to answer your question, I think certainly um, if there is the opportunities to do so, um, it, it only um, is benefit of the students. Yeah. And I think also for the organ- the company or the organization themselves, if they're looking for an intern or potentially have a job opening, you know, some students who totally. are people who, who've got it down, right? Yeah. So what advice would you have for anybody who is thinking about taking part in this event next year? I think um, if I were to give one piece of advice, I from what we saw is 
Being creative doesn't necessarily mean coming up with the biggest and most elaborate ideas. I think oftentimes it's like, what huge show-stopping stunts could we do? And sometimes that is the best case. Um, but sometimes they're their smaller ideas. And what we actually loved about the winning team's um, plan was that it was simple, but it was smart and it was insightful and it had a clear kind of communication strategy that could ultimately generate news coverage, the thing that we were really looking for in these plans. Um, and they leveraged powerful storytelling, not necessarily, um, you know, huge um, crazy ideas, but just a simple, powerful story um, to bring their idea to life. And I think that would just be something to keep in mind um, to students as they, you know, brainstorm that, um, yeah, sometimes simple is the best. But I think mostly just like, have fun with it. Like, it's, it's a great day. We were blown away by, you know, all six teams. So yeah. Amazing. For anybody who wants to learn more about Creative for a Cause or Craft PR, where can they go? Um, they can go to our um, Instagram page at Craft PR or on LinkedIn um, at Craft Public Relations. And yeah, there's lots of information about Creative for a Cause usually on our Instagram channel or LinkedIn. So it's definitely where they could go. Amazing. And my last question, as a PR professional, we always have some hot beverage going, whether it be a coffee or a latte. What is your go-to <laughs> hot beverage? Oh gosh, that's a tough one. Well, I, I don't know if it's a tough one, actually. I I will say, and I'm not just saying this because um, they are one of our clients, but I am a, I'm a Tim Hortons girl um, for sure. So I definitely, my go-to is just a medium regular um, milk and sugar in my coffee, and I can have two of those to get me through the day. Um, so I think that's, that's my go-to. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Avery. Thank you for having me. It's been great. You've been listening to the PR and Lattes podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get notified each week when a new episode drops. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter by visiting our website, prandlattes.com. On the website, you'll find our podcast episodes as well as amazing blogs with new ones being posted every Monday morning. And of course, make sure to follow us on social, on Instagram at PR and Lattes and on LinkedIn. I've been your host, Matisse Hamilton-Nilas. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week with a new latte and guest. Bye for now.